All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck nicks? What the fucking ears? What the fuck cats? How's it going? Seriously, how are you? Closing out this year, looking back at it, and what, looking forward to the new one with hope and an open mind, are we? <laughs> so, happy new year. Today on the show, I talked to Rory Cochran. I'll tell you the, the main reason I, I wanted to talk to Rory Cochran. It's really, oddly, it's because of one performance. And it's in a movie that a lot of people, I don't know if they'd seen. It's the Black Mass movie with uh, Johnny Depp as Whitey Bulger. Jesse Plemons is in it. And uh, Rory Cochran plays a real guy who was one of Bulger's henchmen, a gangster, a killer. And I'd never seen a performance in my life. And this is just because I've looked in the eyes of killers before. I know it sounds odd. Have I? You know, I'm not talking about an AA meeting, talking to a vet or something. I've In New York, there was a couple of times where I've, I've met or spent time with gangsters. It's something that happens in show business. Occasionally, you find yourself in a room with a gangster or a killer who kills for gangsters or is a gangster killer. It just happens. It's the way it is. That's show business. They've always been around show business. And there's something about the look in their eye and the sort of matter-of-factness of it all that you know in your heart that they have done this thing. But it is what it is, right? And so, so many times, even in the best mob movies uh, that people love, Godfather, Scorsese movies, there's something not quite authentic about the nature of a killer in some of those movies. Uh, you know, movie stars don't always get it right, right? I mean, De Niro has gotten a killer right before, but there is something slightly elevated about the myth of the gangster. But somehow or another, Rory Cochran in that movie, Black Mass in particular, I'd never seen a performance like that, to be honest with you. And it was hard because, you know, he's working with, you know, this insanely made up Johnny Depp who was wearing, you know, this, the makeup was, it was nuts. It was almost otherworldly and, and it was supposed to be a regular person. Whatever the case was, there's a scene there. there there's a fucking scene in there with Rory's prostitute girlfriend and, and Depp. It's pretty grim, but there was just something about, there are these interview segments in that movie where they, you know, they have, uh, you, you know, interrogations of these characters. And I'd just never seen something so natural and so fucking real in the nature of that character. So that's really the reason I want to talk to him. You know, he's been in a lot of stuff. Him and Plemons know each other real well from Scott Cooper movies. That was Black Mass. Also, Hostiles with, uh, I don't think Plemons was in that, I can't remember, but with uh, Christian Bale. But you might know him from Dazed and Confused from way back. Argo, Public Enemies. He was on CSI Miami for four seasons. Uh, he's in the new movie Encounter with Rez Ahmed and Octavia Spencer. But uh, it was it was great meeting him. It was intense. I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I guess I'm at, a, I'm at a crossroads with myself. As we head into this new year, I've been wrestling with things in terms of acceptance. Whatever's going on in the world, I'm happy it's raining here in Los Angeles. Has been for the last week or so, on and off. But apparently the amount of rain and how it comes down is something unique 
to this time we live in as the uh, climate <laughs> becomes chaotic. But I've just been thinking about, I had a weird conversation last night in the, you know, in the, in the green room of the comedy store with some young comics who talking about a guy, a middleman, somebody who will facilitate. If you, if you want clips put up on social media platforms to become viral, you know, through a Facebook page where you can get a million views and you can make like 15, 20 grand a month through just through views, through ad buys that, you know, like it's just, there's this whole world of new show business that, that sort of barters in short clips and people are making a lot of money. And I just listening to this and I'm hearing young comics go, Oh man, give me his name for sure. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm past that. I don't care. Like I was always wondering like how some of these people get 300,000 fucking likes. And it's because they have people working this angle of new platform oriented show business, you know, to sell tickets, but also to make money in their own right, you know, by numbers. And I, and I get it, but I don't do it. I'm old school and I just don't, there's no reason for me to do it. I don't mind being on the other side of this shit. What I've realized lately is that, you know, I've got this small window right now to be grateful for for what I've made, what I've done, uh, you know, to appreciate. And I'm going to, I'm just bringing this up again, the stuff that I've accomplished and I'm okay right now. So like, how do I, as the world fucking diminishes, as the earth dies and people become worse, you know, how do I find a pocket to at least, at the very least, look at what I've done and whatever fight that I have fought for whatever I've done it for, entertainment, the people, the fans, whoever. How do I pull back far enough to say like, all right, so I'm okay. Somehow I made it through, I'm okay. And I don't have to fucking worry about this shit. I don't have to worry about a two minute clip getting a million views for what? I got my people. Hopefully I'll be able to do this tour I have planned. Maybe I'll shoot another special. But it's weird because I know, like even last night, that the comedy I'm doing now is great. It's the best I've done. And I know that to be true. And I do it for a few hundred people here and there. Now with this, like, it's just odd now too with this, doing these 15 minute sets in the main room of the comedy store with, uh, you know, Omicron out there. It's just that I'm on stage, you know, I'm boosted. I test frequently. But like if I do a good job, you know, I'm bathing in what's got to be a COVID mist up there on stage from laughing people. You got to figure there's at least a dozen in every 100 to 200 people who have it. So why am I doing that? Well, because I don't want to live in fear, I guess. And I like what I'm doing right now, comedically. I don't know. I'm just trying as we enter this new year, that is no doubt going to be another difficult year for a number of reasons. It's very hard to have illusions of things sort of like getting better or things starting fresh. So I try to enter it with a practical mindset, a rational mindset, and kind of put the focus on what I can do and how am I going to see myself. You never know when the fucking other shoe is going to drop. Trouble, sickness, whatever. All I know is the last week or so during this time of holidays, when I, I celebrated zero, no celebrating. And there were days where I had nothing to do and it was fucking glorious. I mean, I felt that during the pandemic too, but then no one was doing anything. And I felt it again, like, you know, I, I don't mind knowing tomorrow 
is empty and I don't have to be full of dread about getting somewhere or doing something or talking to somebody or fixing this or that or fucking, you know, taking care of something. It, it's just, I have no problem with nothing to do because I fucking make myself busy, man. I do the work. I enjoy things. But I guess at the very least, as you enter this new year, try to find some gratitude and again, try to be decent to people. So listen, happy new year. Please be careful. I imagine parties are limited. Try not to get the COVID. If you do, ride it out. Don't freak out. Go to the hospital if you have to. But uh, I sought out Rory Cochran and he was nice enough to come over. And we, uh, we hashed it out a little bit. His new movie, Encounter, is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. It's an alien uh, bacteria movie. Alien organisms that come on like a sickness. This is me talking to Rory Cochran. I noticed that uh, you don't uh, you don't do much of this because there's no information on you. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> somehow or another, you've managed to uh, 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 remain anonymous. Somehow, was that that's do do, I, do you put effort into that? Um, I get. I guess you could call it effort. It's it's more of um <sighs> like a protective measure for me. Yeah. Or. I mean, first of all, I think that as actors, we're yeah. always lucky to work. Where right. you know, SAG's like one percent of union members work ever. Is that true? Yeah. That's so a... it's yeah, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, my idea or my game plan is that if you don't do everything that's yeah. put in front of you, right, then you can have longevity. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, sometimes people, you know, get pissed off if you pass on something yeah or, yeah but you know they're not living your life or in your shoes right so, you know hopefully they'll get over it and, yeah um but yeah i i i try to do i just try to work with good people if i can yeah. i've never turned down an opportunity with you know, right that group but how does that play into like staying sort of under the radar in terms of uh public uh personality like public uh knowledge of 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 you is that do you you, you just don't do stuff you don't uh, like to well i mean i don't think it's imp important for, right. for for me i yeah. think there's far too many uh people um uh, you know out there giving their opinion on on uh, you uh, know stuff. there's too many opinions out there yeah, yeah, and yeah. they don't, nobody you know <laughs> there's enough and right you know, there's some people that get into it because they want to be like a movie star. Right. Or they want to be famous. Right. Um, I don't want those things. I, I like opportunities. Yeah, right, uh, right, right. That, that makes sense. That some of those people have. Right. But that was never a goal of mine. Right. Um, so why would I want to uh, kind of embrace that 
if right. I'm not getting the money these guys are getting. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I, that seems like the, the worst part of it. Right, right. You know, I was thinking about that. As an actor, you need to have organic experiences with people yeah. who don't know who you are. Right. Uh, who don't, uh, you know, have prejudged you or what have you. In and life, those, you mean? In life. Yeah. And, and those can be good or bad experiences, sure. but you need them to to kind of be human and to be able to portray uh you know humanity in your way and if if you're living kind of like a avatar or you know not a real existence you don't go to the grocery store you have assistants and they hold the umbrellas for you right you you know that's not (laughs) you don't have an umbrella holder (laughs) no i wish i get one (laughs) (laughs) at the very least i think you should have an umbrella holder and then you could uh uh, maybe you could portray a, an umbrella holder. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when did you like? Because the the reason I was excited to talk to you, and because uh, I'm a big fan of your, your work and the work I've seen of it, uh, of yours, and in, in a way that I, I think I think addresses what you're talking about. You you know, when I saw Black Mass specifically, and I like Cooper, I think he's a good director. Yeah, me too. That you know, having been in comedy a while and having been having met a couple of uh, real gangsters, the portrayal of real gangsters or of gangsters in general is always sort of heightened. And uh, you don't necessarily uh, believe that they're killers, you know, because a lot of those guys are just people. And I felt that the way that you did it or, or embodied that guy it, it, and just the look in your eye and, and the sense of, I, I don't know, it was a very subtle, almost, um, you know, sympathetic performance of, you know, of that guy. But, you know, I knew he was a killer, but you didn't play him as a, as a killer in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that people wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, I'm a killer. I'm going to walk around like I'm a killer. I mean, they, they have feelings and they're yeah. human beings yeah. and maybe you know, bad uh, human beings. Sure. But uh, they have families and they have problems. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, just their job. It's just their job. And, and, and funnily enough, I was in Boston and I had, you know, the Boston accent is very, very difficult to do. I mean, for it me, is, I've done a bunch of different accents. It's, it's and the worst because you can easily make a mockery of it. You could. And yeah. also there's different variants mm. of the accent. Sure. So some people don't, you know, have that R that goes up. They right. Just have a regular R. Some, there's all it's different. regional. There's North End yeah, accents. Yeah. Um, what did you go with? I just <laughs> went with God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't, laughs> yeah. No, I would just say I had a dialect coach, yeah. and um, that's not the way that I can work, really. Right. Like, yeah, I sure. got to talk to. So I found some guys in Boston. We hung out. From where? To, Which part? I was there for years, Boston. Um, Southie. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, and I knew these guys. Yeah. Uh, From uh, how? One was a, uh, used to, uh, there was a boxing gym here called Wild Card. Uh-huh. And uh, Freddie Roach uh, yeah. used to run it, and there was a guy in there named Tommy Barrett, yeah, uh, who was a, a boxing coach. And I ha- I was literally like in bars in Boston, telling like old men that I'd buy them a beer if they would just talk to me. <laughs> and I was in this bar in Southie. <laughs> they like to talk, don't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you buy them a beer, they'll talk. To you. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I saw Tommy Barrett sitting in this bar called Whitey's, yeah. uh, ironically, in, in Southie. Uh-huh. And he was just like, You're, you know, I got you, don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So he, he set you up with guys? Yeah, and we just, you know, he he was dialed into that, that, that Southie kind of- And uh, the guy you portrayed is a real guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Fleming, they call him the rifle man yeah. because he uh, shot- a bunch of people in, in the Korean War. Uh-huh. It was very accurate. Uh-huh. And that's how he got that nickname, not because uh, he was a so-called killer. Right, from a war experience. Yeah. Now, when you go into a role like that with Scott, and you know, and uh, you're working with with Depp, and I just had Plemons in here, you know. Uh, oh, I love Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. And I, yeah. was, uh, and I was talking about you, I'm like, you guys are great. And, he, and he's telling me how, like... Uh, he says, you don't like to talk, like on camera, like you'd rather just act, like, you know, with as, we, as little lines as possible. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to interview him. Is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he's right about that. But um, I sometimes things are overwritten. Sure. Uh, writers will write. But people don't talk. Potentially. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a, no offense to the writer sometimes. Yeah. It's just... Um, you know, you want to try to, you know, find a way to portray somebody that's not giving a monologue or something like that because they wouldn't do that. I right. Mean, you it happens all the time. That. We no, were just right. talking outside. You're not going to give me a, a diatribe no. of stuff. You... No, just what talked about the car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what people do. But back to your um, your point earlier. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to meet, like, the real Johnny Moderano. Now, this guy... You know, went to prison. The guy you portrayed? No, no, another a, guy. That was another guy. Yeah, real character. Oh, the other uh, uh, gangster that was in. Was he in the movie? Is he portrayed yeah, in the movie? Yeah. I remember. He looks more yeah. more Italian looking guy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So he was really the 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 hitman for oh. for um, Whitey for Whitey and those guys. And um, anyway, I I got to meet him on yeah. my own, just sort of through connections I made. There was yeah. a place called. Um, Daisies, uh-huh. uh, Daisy Buchanan's, yeah, and uh, that's where all the uh, Red Sox players and Yankees players would even go mm-hmm. after their games at yeah. Fenway. And Joe, who was the owner of that place, um, at the time it's closed now, yeah, but he knew Moderano, and uh, you know, I got to meet meet him a couple of times, and he told me. I mean, this guy's killed like you know, a yeah. hundred people. Or was something. he in prison? He went. He did twelve years, and I think. It wasn't even for all the, yeah. the you know, it was just a, a plea. Yeah. And um, anyway, he told me, he said, yeah, it's like, you know, we're we're hanging out. We're go chase girls together. We're yeah. going to go do this here. We're going to go kill guys together. You right. Know? It's just a, a thing that they, you know, it, it wasn't as, it, they didn't think of it. Uh, wasn't their whole life. Yeah. It was just part of their life. It was part of it. It was, you know, his living. And, yeah. And, and um, sometimes they knew the guys they were killing. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and how did you integrate that? I mean, when, when what I was going to ask you before was, you, you know, when you read the script or when Scott reached out to you to do the film, you know, how what kind of information were you given? Like, what was the kernel of that guy that you were like, this guy, uh, I got the key to this guy? Um, I, you know, I, I, I read his book. I, I did research. I met his- Flemmy wrote a book? Uh, or they wrote a book on oh, him. Okay, yeah. Um, I met his son. Oh, really? In uh, in Boston, randomly. Yeah. 
randomly uh, yeah how did that happen? playing pool uh-huh. uh and uh he was a great great guy uh steven yeah and um I, I just sort of try to put pieces together. Yeah, yeah. I ended up meeting a go-go, an older go-go dancer yeah. that used to hang out with Steve Fleming, uh-huh. and she would tell me stories. Is Steve dead? Uh, he's in prison. Oh, right. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Right. Uh, but I think he's still alive. You didn't try to reach out to him? Um, at that point, we had already, when I had met his son, yeah. his son offered to... to to drive up nobody knows where this guy is apparently but of course his son does yeah sure so his son was like we could drive up there it's like five six hours yeah uh at that point like three quarters of the movie was over right so okay. i thought there was very little i could yeah um i wonder but he would tell me stuff like my dad you know smoked yeah. cigars he didn't smoke cigarettes he did this yeah yeah you know he wasn't this he was, how did did you get feedback from him after the movie the son? Did you? Uh, did anyone? Did yeah, I, I, I believe they all liked it. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah, that's tricky, right? It is tricky, and you're not, you know, you're not searching for the feedback. No, know? of course because... not. But but like when you play, like I just played Jerry Wexler in the Aretha Franklin movie. Nice. And you and you you, you know because you do this that kind of research where you, you get your you try to get into the guy and figure out how he talked and what he do and what drove him, and then you know you do it, and you know when somebody who knew him says good job it means something yeah no I you mean, know it's, it's flattering yeah and um yeah i i got a lot of positive uh i guess compliments for, i thought it was amazing that. and i like i don't like so where if it was never to be like when did like obviously you know you work pretty regularly you know i see you in a lot of stuff and and uh, and i just i watched part of the new movie I, i'm glad i didn't watch all of it i got i got the link a little late but it, i'm bad at talking about movies i've seen that you're promoting cuz i'm a, i'm bad with spoilers but i know that there's a parasite problem <laughs> and, and that and that uh, you know there's aliens and i'm assuming that somebody saves the world but i don't know i uh, mark i yeah. don't i don't know you yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 actually going to see it on uh, uh, on the second. Yeah. So what, oh, so the premiere. What is that Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you, so I I don't know. Well, we'll we'll both find out, I guess. Eventually. Yeah. I can tell you what I do know is that the director uh, did a movie called Beast, which uh-huh. was his first meet movie, and uh, it was terrific. Oh and, wait a minute, Beast? Yeah, just Beast. Huh. What was that about? I feel like I might have seen that. I did see that. That's kind of a gnarly movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. And and you know when they brought me this thing, they you know they told me Riz Ahmed and yeah Octavia yeah. Spencer. It looks good. It's got a I, good look. I thought uh, yeah, I'm in. Sure. So if the agenda was not really to become a movie star, like when you start, because I remember you know you when you were a kid. How did it start? What was the when did the drive start? Where'd you to be an actor? Um, it was, it was more or less, uh, I guess I fell into it a little bit. Uh, there was, we grew up in, uh, Jamaica, Queens in New York. I know that um, part. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh. How many in the family? Uh, at that point it's my, my brother and my sister and my mother. Yeah. And uh, we lived in this crummy, you know, one bedroom apartment. Yeah. And the idea was like my local school. I remember being in third grade, yeah. and they shot some sixth grader shot another sixth grader in the head. And I was like, I kind of don't want to go to that school anymore. <laughs> so I, I, I just kept going. 
further and further away from my school from where I lived. Yeah. Um, and because obviously your 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 mom agreed with you, maybe you shouldn't uh, go to that school. I. Um, well, I, I don't. Yeah, 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 I don't remember the conversation, yeah. but I, I just remember going one subway stop, yeah. and then going three subway right, stops, right, 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 sort of like junior high school, yeah. And then my zoned high school was uh, Hillcrest, which yeah. was a very dangerous uh, school. Uh huh. So there was this school called the Performing Arts in uh, in New York, New York City, yeah. And so my brother had. Uh, you have to audition, yeah. And so they have five departments, and uh, he got was going for art, yeah. And my sister was going for voice, yeah. And I thought, well, I don't want to miss out on this, so so they were all in the arts, huh? So I went for yeah. uh, drama and art, uh -huh. and I ended up getting for in for both. And uh, what kind of art? Painting? Yeah, just yeah, all around. And um. And my brother was always complaining about the art department, so yeah. I was like, let me try this drama thing. And I was god-awful, by the way. I mean, just. What did, how did it start? Like, just you have to audition. Well, do you remember what you did? I did a monologue or, or yeah. two. They yeah. were just terrible. But uh, <laughs> I was always ne never uh, yeah. any good at auditioning. But yeah. anyway, they took pity on me, let me in, and uh, then that was that. <laughs> that was that? And then, so going into it primarily to escape, you know, and escape, and, yeah. yeah, escape, and that yeah, I guess at a, at a relatively young age you realize that uh, life is pretty fragile, and uh, and and uh, things are dangerous, and you know you you sought the this sort of other world, now not really knowing whether or not that was a world you necessarily wanted to be part of when you got there what changed for you in terms of like did you were you like in awe of people doing that stuff i mean it's a whole I, different world man yeah right? i wasn't in awe of that yeah. i mean it, the it was all kind of silly yeah and uh <laughs> you know they're doing these exercise yeah. sense memory exercises yeah, yeah. And just stupid things yeah. and uh um, and this you went there for all of high school I did, yeah. And then they, they sort of had this um, policy where you couldn't audition professionally if you were in school. It was a public yeah. high school, but yeah. again, uh, you had to. There was thousands of kids that wanted to go to yeah. school. And yeah, they, they would accept maybe two, three hundred. Yeah. Um, but so one day, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I'm going to go on this audition after school." Uh, we can get a slice of pizza afterwards. And yeah. I was like, well, we're not supposed to do that. And he said, yeah, it doesn't matter. So I go with him, and the casting director was like, hey, uh, are you going to read too? And I said, no, I'm just here with my friend. She was like, well, we're seeing a lot of people. Yeah, Maybe you should read. Yeah, And I was like, eh. And she was like, well, just take a look. And yeah. So I, I read for that, and she's like, I got good news and bad news. The bad news is I'm not bringing your friend back. Good news is I'm bringing you back. Yeah. I'm getting that thing. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was a uh, it was a, th a show called Saturday Night with Connie Chung. Do you remember her? Yeah. And so they did this docudrama right. <laughs> about, so Marlon Brando was yeah. in half the episode, and then I'm in half the episode. Marlon Brando? Yeah. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Did you meet him? I didn't meet him. He just he had done an interview with her, yeah. and then half of it was me playing this crack dealer in Brooklyn. Huh. And and uh, so that was your it was your 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 first gig was like a reenactment. Yes. Is that, 
Well, yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How long did that show stay on the air? I don't remember that. My, yeah. I don't know. So it was like Marlon Brando, and now we're going to take you to a crack corner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, did you, was there a story? Was there, you didn't, you didn't know. You just. I mean, it was a story based on a real kid that was a, like a 14-year-old crack dude. What did Marlon Brando have to do with it? He was just doing an interview. Oh, just, so he was just another part of the show. Yeah. Did you watch that part? I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if I watched the whole thing. I think they might have sent me a tape. Oh or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. So, so that kind of got you rolling. Uh, in a way, yeah. was it interesting to you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's something I could do. You know, in my sleep. Yeah. I'd play a drug dealer because right. there were so many of them. You know. Yeah. In, in the neighborhood. You knew them. You yeah. knew of them. You knew them. Yeah. So then. After that, did you get in trouble at school? No. For doing it? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. It did. So the policy doesn't hold? No. And you were what, a sophomore, freshman? I was a junior, yeah. I think. And then does that does it start rolling from there? Did you start going on more auditions with that particular casting director? You don't know how it went? Uh, no. I, I, I went on uh, another thing, and yeah. I got that, and that was like to play a transvestite in, in this movie with yeah. Matt Dillon, and um, it was a little tiny part, and that was a whole other thing. That was a sort of lesson in the industry of how people there was an actress and she wasn't gonna do this thing unless her brother got a part and what was this and the what guy movie? the director's like i don't know where to put this fucking guy he's gonna be your brother and they do this whole scene i'm supposed to have one line yeah and we turn into this whole like long scene yeah because this guy's forced to be in the movie so we shoot this thing. Wow, direct, that was part of the negotiation. He, he never used the thing because it was just to to satisfy her. Oh, I got your brother in the movie, right? And, and then he cut everything. And then he just cut that out. I mean, you too. I think my line's still in there. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. You know, I, I, <laughs> that I was. Knew, uh, I knew this wasn't the one. This, <laughs> <laughs> so this was a kiss before dying. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so do you sometimes not read the whole script? Uh Yes. Yeah. What does it depend on? Uh, it depends on, I guess, how heavy I am in the script. Right. And um, I mean, I don't, I don't believe you. You have to. It's not necessarily no, no, out I, of, yeah. of laziness. No. It's just that you don't need to know what happens after. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to know what these people are doing, um, unless it affects you or their. Yeah. They're talking about you in some way that shapes your character. But, sure. Uh, for the most part, you know, it's almost better if you don't know. Sure. No, I, I think I agree with that. Now, since now, did your brother and sister stay in the arts? No. No, they didn't. Well, actually, my brother kind of did. Um, he, I think he has like a production company in oh, New yeah? York and he's kind of yeah i yeah. would say yes yeah. my sister's a lawyer uh-huh yeah. and did, did you was there was because like you know when i talk to people who are you know in the arts and stuff did you get support at home did you come from arty people no no <laughs> no, no. Uh, i got thrown out of the house oh yeah, yeah i wouldn't go to college oh okay so after the uh the kiss before dying what when do you like because i remember you in dazed and confused and you know what it, it's interesting when you see how you've turned out as a grown-up 
that a lot of the the roles you take now and and you know are, are weighty. They're you know they're heavy. You know you bring a lot to it. And that character was kind of this. Uh, you know, like uh, I mean, obviously you're a kid, but that seemed was that the big break. Um, that that was. I, yeah, I, I guess I guess you would call it that, where where you sort of enter into the zeitgeist a little bit. Yeah, and know. how did that? Um, I didn't. Well, what was Fathers and Sons? I can't remember if I've seen that. That was uh, I, I I consider that sort of my first movie. That was uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, um, and I played his son. I was thrilled to get that part. Yeah, um, you know, we shot it in New Jersey, Jersey, uh, in Asbury Park. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I love Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. You know, I yeah, saw The Fly. Great. He's a great kid. actor. Very quirky, interesting actor, I think. Um, so I did that, but that didn't really uh, go anywhere. You but, played his son? Yes. How Are you out of school? Yes. Do you still use some of the stuff that you learned when you were a kid in putting your shit together now? Uh N- not from school necessarily, mm, but yeah. maybe from just growing up. And and like, what did 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 you come away from that experience at the at that high school with some some craft in place? Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't want to downplay the the the, the intentions that, yeah. that school has. Um, and you know, a lot of people uh, came out of that school. Sure, um, sure. And did very well. You, you have basic sort of uh, things that yeah. that, uh, you know, that that you pick up, sure. I yeah. mean, especially after four years, right? Um, but it was it was uh, it, it was a good place, um, especially for you know s- some people that had sort of you know challenging home lives and uh-huh. and. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think um, you thought you felt that that was a common thing. Uh, there were a lot of kids in that school where you know it was a good thing that they were there, right? Right. Um, yeah. You can very easily go into a different direction. I mean, even in that school, they had kids. You know, some kid asked me to sell crack. Yeah. You know, for them, right. showing me guns. I'm yeah. like, wow, what, what, what uh, department are you in? <laughs> you <know? laughs> the crack department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, so then I have to assume that when you get an opportunity to work with Goldblum, that you know they're you know you're picking stuff up. You know, that, you know, engaging with these other, you know, he was, you know, he's kind of an interesting actor. I mean, were you, did you find you were absorbing stuff? Uh, not really. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you learn from sure. things. I remember we were doing a scene at the end and I was ready to go and they broke for lunch. Yeah. And then we had lunch. And then after the lunch, I just didn't have the same. Yeah. you know feelings <laughs> that I had when I was starving <laughs> and so it was bad you know it wasn't good but it's those kind of things you pick up oh we're gonna do an emotional scene I'll eat afterwards oh yeah you know? right so that was the lesson you couldn't you couldn't fake it yeah yeah <laughs> do you so you so you were able to look at the post lunch scene in the movie and go like nah. yeah it's full of food but you I know that as sure. as yeah. an actor you see it, you go god maybe nobody will pick it up but you know you know of course you yeah. know everything like you know like you know like why didn't I wait one second before I said that yeah do you are you able to watch your shit uh, I mean I do I, I I watch it because I I try to you know learn yeah or is there something I could have done better differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't watch a lot. I don't, 
yeah know, watch the movies again because i feel like you got to just keep moving forward i get that so wh- how does dazed and confused happen um so i am in la yeah and for what the other movie or what promote no i'm it? just out here i oh I, you moved i moved out i'm working at jerry's deli out in the know, valley in the valley yeah i think they closed it now. i think so too um yeah and so how old were you when you moved out here 19 uh-huh and you, di- you didn't uh, know you had representation i guess uh yeah sort of yeah i did <laughs> probably wasn't the strongest but you know but you, it, but it, you, it, you had a you had a reason to come because you'd done the two movies yeah i mean i was really you know gambling yeah um but that's not an old story a lot of people do that sure um but yeah so i was out and then i go in for this uh, casting session I meet Don Phillips he casts ca- uh, Fast Times Richmond High yeah, Serpico yeah. oh, he yeah. produced Melvin and Howard oh that's a great movie he just died uh, on Thanksgiving oh shit yeah so how I old was he I old? got the call that wasn't well you um, stayed close with that guy I did but more like he'd call me and be like hey Yankee suck roar you know <laughs> <laughs> we were just buddies you so know? he's an old timey casting director uh yeah 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 and producer and producer and he um he was casting that and uh he would just had a process where he wouldn't make actors read he would just talk yeah to them and get a feel and sense for them and then he would bring them back accordingly yeah and uh and then everybody it was like four or five times you had to go back and then everybody read um the main character and all the girls read the main girl for, character for uh, uh dazed and confused yes. yeah and then the, they sort of put you where they thought that you should go but i remember they had a pizza party for all the finalists and yeah and they basically told everybody you got the part except the except for me huh. i went back to new york and i was like oh well and then uh, I but got, yeah i thought you moved out here i i did but i i had gone back to new york just to be like fuck this yeah for a oh <laughs> yeah um and then I get a call, like, yeah. do you want to go to Texas for the summer? And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was great. I mean, that was a, a blast. So that character was kind of lit up. Yeah. And it seems very different than you. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew uh, like hippies growing sure. up and, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, so you knew the rap. Yeah. Yeah. And was that was that all scripted? A lot of it was improvised. Yeah. Um, but when that movie came out, uh, it, it it didn't do well in the box office, sure. but it became like a cult classic. Yeah. And for about a year afterwards, the, all they were doing was offering me, you know- dude, That part? Dude, where's your car? Uh, right. Half-baked, you know, just yeah. all these similar- Because you were a character. Right. And I thought, well, if I go down, and that goes back to what we talked yeah. about, and being, if, right. I, if God, I go and take all these jobs, yeah. you know, then I'm that guy. Right, right, and as a kid, almost right. like you're playing teenager, and you get boxed in, yeah, and yeah, you take that, then that money's gone, right, right, and that's, and then who are you? That's where your, you at? Your yeah. resume, and so you knew enough to avoid that. Yeah, I made sure that the next thing I did after that was completely opposite. But so you were given at least the opportunity to read for a lot of stuff, and you were able to have a choice, and you were able to get whatever that came next, eleven of forty-five or whatever. Uh, again, that Don Phillips didn't cast that, but he introduced the director and me 
uh, and some other people together, and he sort of was re- responsible for making that happen. So he's sort of your champion, that guy. I mean, he championed me definitely. He championed a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, not going to eat. Uh, right. Because, it, you know, if Don didn't come through on something, he I didn't look at him like no, that. No, no, right, just right. just a pal. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, I've, I guess the point is he believed in you early on. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to have those guys. It it is. Yeah. And he uh I mean when you look him up later, he 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 is uh he was a legend. Yeah. That guy. I mean and, just even just going out. I have friends, multiple friends that are in the business. They, yeah. They can tell you about Don Phillips. And were you guys hanging out too? Like did he like did he share stories about the old oh, days? Yeah. Yeah, Every, yeah. All of it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh I'll miss him. Yeah. Were you able to... Uh, and he wasn't minding his P's and Q's, you know. Sure. He tells you what's up. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you got the real story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So were you able to... Uh, like, who, when you were coming up, I mean, who were the guys that you look up to when you when you were watching movies? Or who were your, uh, who were your guys, you know, like, where you were like, that's the guy? You know, it, 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 when you're younger, you always, you know, think about Robert De Niro sure. and those guys, yeah. Pacino. Um, yeah. When, when when you when you're in the business for a while, uh, people can be sort of disappointing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> sometimes if you meet them, or just sometimes you just see. Uh, oh yeah, dude. So, yeah. So uh, you kind of and, and you, that, it, it ruins you, your it. candle goes out. Right, you it know? ruins <laughs> it for you. Yeah, it's almost like what you were talking about. When you do get to meet them, you have that human experience that you were talking about, and that's got to play into the the catalog that you're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, if you meet one of these guys that you thought was great or, or whatever and they're disappointing or they're just, you know, painfully human or not interesting. I mean, right. that's that's one of those human experiences, that that disappointment. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it, no one, I think, should be put on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they'd want to be put on a pedestal. And if sure. they did, then they're probably a fucking asshole. Sure. Yeah. But but it is kind of an interesting thing to because to, I imagine over time I don't know the full uh, filmography but you must have met a lot of guys you spent your childhood watching. Yeah, sure, and it, you know it it's uh, it's nice when that happens. Yeah, it, yeah. you feel f- fortunate. You feel. Um, um, I mean, it, listen, it was great to work with Johnny Depp. I was like, holy sure. shit, you're fucking, you know, yeah. you're Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he, the guy's like the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. And was he um, a good, ni- nice guy? N- sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, um, yeah, he just did. Uh, the th- problem with the media is that they, they portray whatever they want to portray, but they don't. They don't know necessarily right. these people, sure. And they paint them in, uh, as these. Yeah, the guys like wouldn't come to work because they were treating uh, treating the the crew badly. Mm. You know, we were in Wisconsin, yeah, uh, shooting this Michael Mann movie. Um, Which one was that? Public Enemies. Oh yeah, yeah. Would you play in that? I played a FBI uh, agent, and, and you know. oh, Depp sort of uh, went on strike for a day or two. Yeah, I mean, everybody had to fly in the studio heads because they were tr- just because they were, he didn't want to go to work where you're treating the crew badly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Yeah, right, right. So he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, um, but he's saying no. I want, pe- pe- you know what yeah, I mean? People treated it, correctly. It's like a character thing. Sure. So when when they assassinate somebody's character, yeah, 
uh, I think it's awful, you know, because people believe whatever they, uh, you know, what's, Read what's and, out there. Sure. What What do you take from, uh, like, when did you start to feel, obviously the actor you were in Dazed and Confused, you know, you were younger and, you know, you you got the character or whatever, but it seems that, like, at some point you started to sort of realize, like, I don't want to be a movie star. I mean, you, you, did you, I guess you knew that pretty close right after that, that you weren't going to be typecast. But at some point, your sort of approach to acting must have expanded, you know, in, in terms of like how you were going to, you know, utilize your experience and, you know, deal with these guys as human. When does that start to, where'd you get that? I, get, I, I mean, I guess I decided after uh, the Daisy and Confused yeah. thing that, that, you know, you could probably clean up right now financially right um but if if i want to be in it for the long haul um so it was a business decision more than a an art decision uh i mean i think it was both yeah. it, it, it money was never part of the the process yeah it was just how can i do this for a long time right i'll give you an example yeah um so there was a cast director uh, named Mally Finn. Do you, yeah. Are you familiar no. with her? Well, she's no longer with us, but um, she was um, casting this movie Titanic. Yeah. Um, and she uh, brought me in and asked me straight up, she was like, do you want to be a movie star? And I said, no. Yeah. And she goes, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to be like a, like a freight train that just keeps on moving. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, all right, well, there's four or five actors that I'm considering yeah. to, for to meet James for this. Yeah. They didn't need a star because they had $250 million. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I won't bring you in to meet James. Yeah. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no Titanic. Uh, yeah, I mean, who's to say? No, of course, you know, of course. But, but but you knew, the point is, is that you knew you wanted longevity and to sort of, you know, have uh, a, a lifetime of work and evolve with the work. Yeah. I as mean, a, you know, as opposed to, you know, uh, ego-driven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have any differentiation? You don't, you know, TV's fine? Uh, I mean... Nowadays, they're they're some yeah, of not the shows, anymore, but when are, you yeah. started, you know, I mean, you did a lot. Oh yeah, you did a lot of CSI. But I mean, but you know, when but back in the day, you know, I imagine you're hanging out with some actors, right? When you're younger, in your twenties, you had some friends, yeah, and you had that sort of business, sort of like don't do TV, man. Was there any of that going on? You know, back in the day, there were producers who still felt like, oh, well, that guy's a television actor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not, but right. nowadays, it doesn't no, fucking it doesn't matter, matter. No. what the hell you do. But but when did you start doing TV? Um, I took that job I, I, when I was 30. Uh, oh, I was so. I had moved back to New York. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I it was like good, really good money for me. You know, I was like, oh, this yeah, is kind of crazy. The CSI Miami? Yeah. Yeah. And so we did that, and um, I just- Did you spend a lot of time in Florida? No, not too much. Oh, really? it, that was fun, though. They'd fly us down for pickup shots yeah, or yeah, aerial yeah. shots, yeah, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. Um, but we did that, and it was the number one show in the world. Yeah. Not just America, in the world. Right. And, you know, everybody thinks I'm nuts. I want to get off this thing, you know. Uh, you did want to get off it? Yeah. Oh, and so, after, but you did, like, a lot. 
Well, you, I did two years. Yeah. And so after two years, you can negotiate and get the really good money. Yeah. Um, and I, and they said, do you want to do that? I said, no. I said, I just want, can they let me out? And they said, everyone thought I was nuts. I mean, really, there wasn't. So they had to kill you? I didn't have a, well, I didn't ask them to kill me, but that's what they decided to do. <laughs> but then part of the. <laughs> you didn't part, ask them. Just yeah, kill me. Yeah. I said, what, you know, well, are they going to let me out? And they said, uh, they said, yeah. I said, they said, but you have to do two episodes for the remainder of your contract yeah. which was the you know six year contract yeah so i said well they shot me they're not gonna do that that doesn't make any sense yeah and so three years later they brought me back as like a ghost <laughs> and, and they were like <laughs> and i did it because i agreed to you know and 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 given that that was the thinking of how to bring you back that's probably why you left in the first place is that that there could was, happen there was a number of reasons why i left uh they, they 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 didn't treat people very well. Yeah. Um. You know. You sort of. They went through seven wardrobe departments while I, in my two years. Really. You stopped sort of like learning people's names because they would just fire them. Oh. Like right, left and right, and then you're you know you're you're um you're getting into. I felt like I was getting into bad patterns where I just didn't care. About. Well, that's the, I think that's the thing is that's the that's the 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 Faustian bargain that you make, you know, that most people make for the money. You know, why why bail? Well, I mean, if you're sold dead and you're sweeping through the thing and and you you know and and you're not honoring your your heart, what do you, you know? After a certain point, that's going to crush you. Right, and you know, I I don't I don't have children, so yeah. if I did, I probably would have wrote it out. Interesting, you know? yeah. Um, and I probably would have made a lot of different choices. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, one to have children would have been one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so but most of it was because you wanted to uh, to honor, you know, what you got into it for. I mean, it was a good gig. It got you solvent, and you know, you you're grounded, and you got a life, and you got some money in the bank. So now, like, go back to doing what you know the things you want to do, as opposed to be that guy for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, you avoided being that guy before. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I don't regret that yeah. one bit, um, but I certainly don't know how it would be, you know, had I done it for 10 years. Well, yeah, but it seems like, you, you know, that I have to assume that every job you take, you know, adds to a certain amount of experience, right? So, like, you know, whatever it was for those 50 episodes, you probably got some chops, you know, somehow you know you you become more of a veteran, and you know there's there's certain habits and stuff that they're good to have in place, so you can kind of free yourself to do the other shit. Yeah, I, I, I you're always you always learn something. Yeah. You know how how different, like you know, with, like with Public Enemy. So you work with Michael Mann now. In terms of directors, what's your experience been in terms of? Because I've talked to directors, I've talked to actors with directors. Have there been directors that have had a profound influence on you? You know, I, I imagine Cooper does. I mean, I mean, Cooper's, uh, you know, like for for him to take a chance on me playing Steve Fleming in Black Mass, which is, you know, that Whitey Bulger story belongs to Boston. I yeah. Mean, it's their thing. Yeah. And a lot of people have tried to make it for a long time. And not only that, you know, when they're making it, you have the agencies obviously pushing their clients, you know, yeah. uh, trying to package, you know. Sure. For, so- they sort of had to, him and John Lesher had to go uh, out around that. Yeah, and just yeah. say we want you to to do it. And um, how'd you meet Scott? 
on that. He brought you in for that. I he met, just, yeah. He 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 knew you, and he wanted. I, I guess he knew of me. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah. And it, once I, you know, we had a rapport. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like I I. And then we did hostiles. Yeah, you're great um, in that too. I met him on a plane. He I, told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is that guy all about oh he told you about that yeah yeah i i was like even back then i was like i want to i want to meet that guy i was like, <laughs> well thank you <laughs> yeah. so yeah so as an actor if you it, when you when you work with a, a guy like scott yeah it's your you just feel free you kind of feel at home you feel supported you huh. feel nurtured yeah uh there's like a shorthand um you you just feel like you're able without any you have nothing holding you back he gives you the freedom to bring what you can and of course you know he knows what he wants uh-huh. and how to manipulate you know uh certain scenes and stuff but yeah. um but yeah it's just a very freeing uh experience was it would you say that's like one of the the better experiences you've had yeah i would on both films yeah hostiles that's yeah. a that's a great movie. It, it is a good movie, and I you know just the experiences uh, that you that you have when you make these movies. Like in Boston, I met all those people, and yeah. in New Mexico, I you know we had this um, this advisor. This uh, he's a, the the chief of the Northern Cheyenne. His name's uh, Chief Philip, uh-huh. and uh, you know he's a, f- a good friend of mine now. I mean, oh, yeah. well, we've been out to the reservation in Montana, and uh, I've been with him in, uh, other places in, in America. Yeah, it's just um, you know, it, you that's the beauty of of part of this business is is developing these relationships if that you, you do if you, you do you would never yeah otherwise you know come across probably so know? what's a, that what's that experience been like for you like uh y- y- you know having a, a relationship with a contemporary native american culture um you know growing up in new york i had never met uh a native american before oh, yeah. so uh, it's uh it was very powerful yeah um especially the subject matter of that movie um it's just uh in terms of the history and yeah, yeah i no. w- you know i wish there was a way cuz i think that a lot of uh americans don't even know or understand what what what's still happening yeah uh with these uh reservations yeah and, um, with the with the drug t- uh, drug problem, alcohol. I mean, the uh, number one uh, deaths by by police. Um, oh, really? Missing women never get. Uh, you know that, yeah. that 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 white girl was missing. Uh, it was all ten over, minutes. Yeah, all over the yeah. news for like a month. Or yeah, whatever. And then, until they found they, her and they, the killer. They're you know they're missing all the time. Yeah, I mean, um, and nobody's done anything about it. Yeah. Must be heavy, and and, and it, it is. I grew up in New Mexico. I, he's not from New Mexico, though. They brought him in, right? Yeah, he's from Montana. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful up there, right? Mm-hmm. And when you do, uh, like what, like Michael Mann, what was that like to work with him as a director? Um, he, you know, it's it, it's Michael Mann, so you're excited. Yeah, um, he's very, very particular mm. um, about what he wants, and. Um, 
it, uh, it he sometimes I think he creates a um, like a sense of of chaos that doesn't need to be there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it, he's made so many good films that um, you know. If it, if you think it works for you, then <laughs> right, right. I guess so. You got there were a, there were a lot of frustrated departments on that film. Let's oh, just yeah. say you seem to be pretty sensitive on the whole operation, which is nice. Like you know, you like you know, uh, you seem to have a, a sense of the community of a project. You, well, it's yeah. important. Yeah, I mean, as you know, fucking catering is very important. Oh, dude, yeah, like it, it affects the morale, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you got people. bad food, yeah, it's the worst. When you got crew guys going out to McDonald's because the food's so bad, yeah, then you're not gonna have a happy, you know, set. Yeah, you're not gonna cable is not gonna be yeah. laying the way it should. No, right? Even craft services, if that yeah. stinks, it's like you know, yeah. <laughs> Because you're living so there, it, it, but it should, people should be cognizant of the whole group. You know? But even like it seems that you know the like you, your alliance or your understanding, uh, and these are just relationships part of the job to know these casting directors and to understand you know what they've done and where they come from and and who they are as people. It's important because they're you know they're your portal. They're going to be the ones that are like, let's bring that guy in. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about uh argo was that exciting yeah i mean i i um i love we got to shoot in I istanbul which is great had you been there before i hadn't wow so that was really great and um you know ben is a tremendous director i mean yeah. the, the town oh yeah uh was fucking yeah. phenomenal i like that movie yeah yeah and i just saw oh he didn't direct it. i just saw him in that Clooney movie i saw him in two movies good actor too yeah he he um was excellent yeah uh, and, and how was that set was that uh uh did you did you feel like you could really do the work yeah he had us uh live in a house in, uh -huh. in uh, I don't know if it was Hancock Park, the flat somewhere down there. Yeah. Had us, you know, the, the five um, or six, how many, however many it was of us. Uh, Hostages? Yeah. yeah. Live in a house for a week. We didn't yeah. know each other. Had the wardrobe. Yeah. 70s wardrobe and just see in a week kind of thing. Yeah. And they bring us food. And, right, right. Um, so you had a, a sort of a slightly upscale hostage experience? Yeah, we had to figure it out. Uh -huh. you know, play board games, tell stories, drink a lot. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. yeah, you know, but by the end of it, we, we had a, you know, a sort a of chemistry. A, a forced artificial bond that was becoming real. And that, and that, uh, that completely, uh, that, that grounded the, uh, the, the roles. I think it helped. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess like you know, but you know, you go to Istanbul and yeah. and the, the you know guys are grabbing these girls in the street and you know they're terrified and I think all that stuff sort of helped. Oh, that that the culture itself was yeah. Uh, well, because yeah. it's not you know yeah. It's it's not um, they're not used to these foreigners sort of walking around yeah showing skin and, right you know so they you're just saying they can't control themselves <laughs> i'm not saying all of them i'm saying it, it you know it happened they right it right. shook them up a little bit oh yeah 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 
So is there something that you, like, as... Uh, you, I know you just want to be a freight train, just want to keep moving and keep getting opportunities, but is there something in your mind you want to do or accomplish, you know, as an actor or, or try that you haven't done yet? Do you, you know, I asked Jesse about it. I said, well, why don't you guys... I thought, like, the two of you should do True West. And he's like, we don't do theater. He's like, you're not going to do theater. It's like, no one does theater. <laughs> Like, you know, I thought that you two guys should, uh, you know, do like a play, a Sam Shepard play. I really was pitching him hard on it. And he says, we're always not going to do theater. I just, um, you know, God bless those people that do that. You know, <laughs> I, I, that's all I can say. I, I yeah, I have um, no desire. No desire. It, it, it's interesting, though. I mean, right? Because uh, you must have done it in high school a bit. Yeah. And, um you know, I wasn't jumping up and down about that. What What is it essentially about about that type of acting that is a turnoff? Uh, I think it's a lot of risk. There's very little reward. Uh, there are plays I've seen where they're tremendous uh, performances yeah. and they're real and and amazing. And then there's others where, you know, they're using their diaphragm to reach the back of yeah. the room. And yeah. it's kind of um, all. Oh, yeah. So so it's just exaggerated. A, and it's not your bag. It's not my bag. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I I, I want to watch a movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'd rather watch a movie. But also acting in movies is so much different because, you know, you can bring it way in. You can bring it way in. You can do it again. Yeah. You fuck up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of part of it, too. You know, yeah. When, it's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, we were doing a Shakespeare play in high school, and yeah. I was playing Jake Ways, you know, from As You Like It. Uh-huh. And uh, my mother somehow goes backstage before the show yeah. no, nobody else's parents were there. Yeah. She's like, I don't forget your lines. It had never occurred to me. To forget my lines. I didn't know that was a possibility. So I go out there. I got the famous speech. Yeah. You know, yeah. all the world's a stage and yeah. so forth. And nothing. I, I forget my fucking lines. I'm like, holy shit. There's like 750 people on yeah. this thrust stage. Uh-huh. We have the outfit yeah. from Juilliard on, you know, mustaches and yeah, shit. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Gone. Nothing. And? and the little groundlings are like trying to, you know, <laughs> tell me the lines. Yeah. I got through it somehow. And the next three nights were fine. But that was scary, you know, because it's not like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, can't. You can't stop the show. It's Shakespeare. Yeah. You know, and our teacher said, oh, well, if you're afraid of a line, just say couch we a while and mark. You can't fucking do that. Yeah. You can't do that in Shakespeare. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can't just start making up shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot to unpack in terms of, uh, you know, why you might not want to do theater. It involves your mother and forgetting your lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll do it. So this role that you did just now with the encounter thing, the cop. Now, when you get what, how do you decide that you're going to do a project? Like, what, like, what is it? Usually. It it is you know who who are the people sure good people and who's the director okay and, and um, it all like linked up and you like the part enough yeah and I you know I love uh, Riz Ahmed uh, yeah. who you know fan of his since uh, the night of yeah. on HBO yeah, 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 which yeah, is yeah, yeah. really great yeah um, 
And Octavia is amazing yeah. to work with. She's so cool and like professional and nice and just she's just like a dream to work with really when you work with other actors what 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 determines whether it's great for you i I mean if they're they're basically not an asshole you know right Uh, you know if they're fucking weird and they do their shit and i don't care how weird people are what do they got to do to get wherever they need to be but yeah don't fuck everybody else up you know don't fuck me up don't fuck other people up because of your bullshit right you know right that's all yeah it's pretty simple <laughs> you know right don't I, ruin it for everybody no it, it's like america just be fucking decent get your shit together be decent yeah that's all doesn't yeah. matter there's no room to viral the venom and fucking hate and division just get your shit together yeah and, lo- and be decent yeah be a decent person right that's it yeah, on yes. all levels. It's not that difficult. Across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> it's good talking to you, man. Hey, you too. Thanks hey, for listen, doing Hey, listen, you ever go by the comedy store? I'm always there, yeah. Yeah? Why? No, I just- uh, You I, come down? I, I, I do. Oh, really? I, I love that place, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm there almost every night when it's open. Really? Yeah. I don't have you been since uh, the pandemic ended? Once. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually there, like I put in for- like this week, I got to fly up to uh, Sonoma tomorrow to interview the Smothers Brothers. But I'll I'll probably be there this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Nice. Yeah, come down, say hi if you're there. I will. Which room do you hang out? In? Well, I mean, it all depends what she gives me. Um, I'll get your maybe we'll get switch numbers and I'll I'll let you know. Okay. Good. After the after this. Good. Thanks, man. Pleasure. There you go, Rory Cochran. Going all the way back, heavy dude, heavy cat, playing it tight. Uh, you can watch the movie Encounter, streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And also, I got my Fender Champ back. And this is what it sounds like.
Boomer lives. Monkey, La Fonda. Cat angels everywhere, man. Man. <laughs>